have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Host, Lexi Silver. Are you curious about what it's like to be part of an orgy? Do you want to know what kind of people have orgies and how and where they find others to participate too? Are there rules or is group sex just a free-for-all? How do you keep track of everyone's pleasure and have an earth-shattering experience? If you want to explore all of these in-depth questions about the unique experience of an orgy and turn your fantasy to reality on your own or with your partner, join me today with Tara and James, hosts of Sex Uninterrupted, a podcast on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. We're going to get personal with you about our own orgy experiences, give you practical tips and advice for everything from communication with your partner and your sex group, how to break the ice, dealing with awkward situations, and how to make sure everything is running smoothly. Before we kick off our kinky discussion today with Sex Uninterrupted about how you can have a mind-blowing orgy, I want to thank our sponsor, STC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. So we have a sexcellent show for you today on Seek, Discover, Create. Joining me, Lexi Silver, are my guests Tara and James from Sex Uninterrupted, one of the sexiest podcasts around, airing here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Tara and James are passionate, spiritual, and a very intimate couple and always looking to explore and find new adventures. In addition to their weekly podcast, they host local events, write articles and reviews, and share information about non-monogamy about... uh, Sorry. Another typo. In addition to their weekly podcast, they host local events, write articles and reviews, and share information about non-monogamy and the swinger lifestyle, and inspire people to embrace their sexuality and awaken their inner sexual being. I invited them to join me today for this in-depth episode, because they also believe in demystifying the stigma surrounding the swinger lifestyle community and non-monogamy. And that includes what it's like to be part of an orgy. So I'm excited to have both of you here with me today. Welcome, Tara and James. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to record this. Yes. (laughs) One hell of an intro. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Usually we're the one introing people, so (laughs) here to hear. Let's just consider that foreplay for what we know is going to be a really good episode. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great idea. That's not foreplay. So what I love about both of you is how open you are and you really are into exactly what I said, debunking all of those stigmas about what it is to be a swinger or an erotic dater or, you know, a libertine, whatever word people choose to use these days. And I I think there are lots of misconceptions about orgies. And one of those is that you have to be within the erotic lifestyle in order to enjoy an orgy, or you need to be part of a couple to have group sex. So who has orgies? Everyone. <laughs> we hope so. But people who are comfortable with it. Yeah. And that people who want to experience it, I think. Are, I mean, it's not just couples. There's definitely singles. Tons of singles. Singles are make up like parts of it. Like, but you could even consider a gangbang technically as an orgy. If there's multiple people technically having sex. So I don't know. It's like orgies are... You don't have to be a couple. You don't have to be 
a single. You could be a couple and you don't have to be in the swinger lifestyle to try group sex. And I think that also goes back to like my, my favorite line that I like to say, the swinger lifestyle can be achieved by everybody, but it's not for everybody. Mm. That's very true to each their own. Exactly. <laughs> so do I need to have had a threesome first before graduating to group sex? Is it like different levels of experience or can I just kind of go head first into an orgy? And I say I, I'm kind of saying you and speaking about my audience in general. These are the kinds of questions I get via email and on social media. So yeah. Do I need to have had a threesome first? Well, we, yeah. we've talked about it. I think it wouldn't hurt to have a threesome first and just experience what it's like to have more than one other person in the bedroom with you. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not necessary. Uh, it just might help you to understand more of what it's like to juggle multiple people at once or <laughs> you know, multiple body parts. I'll say this as a man for sure. That is something that needs to be discussed because it, like, we, what do you like, mean? as a man, needs to be discussed. And need, well, it needs to be discussed about the point of the fact of the matter is, is that at 13 years old, we as men, most men, and I'm hoping most men, um, have wanted to have a threesome with two women. But we never actually thought about the point of actually having to please two women. You don't have to have a threesome to have an orgy. But it does give you a better understanding of multiple parts and body parts and holes and boobies and dicks <laughs> like the conversation we had before again it was a good conversation we're going to talk more about that too afterwards about how to deal with all the moving parts and also what you said before was important about learning how to please two women at once in the situation of having uh you know a man being in a, a threesome with two other women and the idea of having to please so many partners if that's something that you're doing or wanting to make sure everyone is having a good experience is a massive part of group sex and any experience that you have with well any sexual experience really you always want to make sure mm-hmm. partners having a good time yeah, we want it to be consensual across all parties and everybody. That's why we call it, you know, consensual non-monogamy because it's like we want everybody to be consenting. And it kind of brings me back to the point when we, um, I don't know, can't remember who, what club it was, but they would do gangbang nights. And the girls would be in certain colored rooms and they would have little bracelets, right? And No, this was something I read online. Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah. So this is a party idea. It was, was... <laughs> I'm with you. I'm going down this path. But it, what for me was, it was that all these women had different colored rooms and they would give out glow sticks of the color of that room. Mm-hmm. And they would go around the room and talk with all the people that are involved, all the, all the guys, and say, okay, you get my color or you don't get my color. And only those guys with that certain color can go into that room. So now you already have the pretext of what you want to have happen now you're inviting the people that you want to have in there and they understand the, the reasons why they're coming into that room it's because they're offering whatever that needs to be and that kind of goes to the whole point of like have your conversations beforehand and if you're bisexual or not bisexual it's like you know have that conversation and people usually respect that especially because there are lots of heterosexual people in this lifestyle and there's lots of bisexual people yeah. It's just all about communicating that. That bracelet slash glow stick idea is actually a very interesting way to communicate something without actually having to have a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I really like that. Yeah, I do too. I think it takes a lot of pressure off of the woman choosing, right? And yeah. 
What feeling bad because a lot of women feel bad when they have to say no and yeah and one but one of the great things about being in the lifestyle or really just in general is you should be able to say no and not have to justify yourself anyway if you don't want to be with someone whether it's what we, you know in an orgy situation or before you just say no you don't you don't want to do it and you don't have to say i it's because i'm not attracted to you or anything like that you just say no yeah but think about it this way. Now, if you're organizing an orgy and each couple had a specific color and that was their color that they only wanted to play with in that orgy, now you're setting up literally without having to go through those awkward conversations of when you're having sex with somebody to ask those questions. Because we always like to say you can't necessarily give consent when you're in the middle of a scene. Mm-hmm. So if you gave that consent beforehand and say, these are my colors, these are the people that I want to play with. Well, checking in is yeah. still important. Absolutely. And it's easy to do, like... Can I touch you? Yes. Yeah. But I, but I know what you mean. Like the major, like the, the initiation of it, like, you yeah. know, you can touch me in the first place kind of thing is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that idea. Okay. And I'm going to th- be thinking about this the next time I have an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if it works. Cause yeah. I'm interested. I will. I will report back. <laughs> <laughs> so who are these people that we're having an orgy with in the sense of how do you find them? Where do you find these people who are open-minded, who are down for group sex? I think it's been kind of a roller coaster for us trying to find our tribe. When we first started out in the lifestyle, we were like looking on Craigslist and we didn't really understand that there is such a sense of community, especially where we live. There's a huge community and It wasn't until we got invited to a house party and kind of found more people that were like us looking for friendships as well as sex that we were able to really start exploring orgies because before that we didn't really have many orgy experiences. No, it was more just one-on-one dates with couples that we found on Craigslist. Mm -hmm. So I think the first few times we got in an orgy situation, it was more of we were like out at a club or out dancing with kind of a group of swingers, like maybe anywhere from like 10 to 15. And then somebody's like, hey, do you want to come back to our house? There's going to be a few of us going. And, you know, everyone's like, well, who's going? And so they'll say, oh, well, we asked blah, 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 blah. And... And I think that it kind of works between the people that making sure that whoever's organizing it is detailing to everybody who's going to be there so that they can make the choice whether they want to attend or not. Because again, Mm -hmm. there's always people either on one side or the other that you may not want to play with. But it kind of goes back to the whole thing of like, why not have the bracelet thing about who you want to play with beforehand? Well, but it also prepares you as a couple to have that conversation of, okay, they invited so-and-so back. I'm not okay with playing with them. So we know as a couple then to have that conversation before going to that house. Should we go to that house? Should we participate? Can we say no? Are we in the mindset to say no? And then make that choice to go back there. Um, And then there's been a few that we've organized and usually it's kind of like a, par- a party situation too like it was your birthday and we but those were all friends and i think exactly that it's always the- kind of friends it's not yeah, really random you- oh like- interesting i had a bit of a different situation uh that i, I it definitely a little bit different than, than that in my first uh, one of my first orgy situations very interesting 
Really? Visit that with friends. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely divulge that a little bit, uh, a little bit later. I just do want to take a really, really quick break because we're getting on a roll here and I want to like spend a little bit more time getting a bit more personal. Um, But first I just want to mention to people that if they are enjoying this conversation about orgies and group sex and whatever other delicious things that we're talking about right now, and they want to spice up their sex life, that they should definitely check out SDC.com because we will guide you on your erotic journey, whether you're just starting to explore or if you've already chosen your path to self-discovery. You'll find unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from sex and relationship professionals like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Nancy, Charlie and Ariane Williams, and Carol and David, to name a few, who are all excited to guide, inform, and entertain you with fresh content every day. Discover your own erotic tribe, connect with them in our communities and social networks, and create opportunities to explore more at SCC events, travel destinations, and parties. Join over 3 million of our members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today at SCC.com. Don't forget to use promo code 7070 for two months of free access to SCC. That's 7070 to get two months free at SCC.com. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with my guests, Tara and James, from the podcast Sex Uninterrupted, right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Before the break, we were talking about orgies, how they manifest themselves, or how you can manifest them, how it's not necessary for you to have had experience in a threesome before you have an orgy, but it could be very helpful for understanding how all those parts move together and how to make sure that you are pleasing uh, everybody else or slash in making sure that everyone's having a really, really good time. And you also don't have to be in the erotic lifestyle or bisexual in order to make it happen. There are lots of different ways you can communicate all of those things to your partners before, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. But right now, we're going to get a little personal with Tara and James, (laughs) and I want to hear all of the dirty details behind your first group experience. Mm -hmm. We kind of touched on it. Oh, yeah, we touched on it. Yeah. We touched on it. We were friends with benefits for a year and a half before we got together. Yeah. And we were out with actually coworkers at the time because that's how we met. We met at work. Yes. And so uh, we were out with coworkers. We had absent. Did (laughs) absent. Like. Like old school, like with the sugar spoons. Everything. Oh, yeah. Like fucking crazy. And then we're like, then Let's we went go to the out, strippers. And then we went to the strippers. And when we were at the strippers, um, back then both of us used to smoke. And so we were outside in the smoke pit and this girl comes up in this corset and like high stockings, like and she's wearing just a trench coat over top of it. Anyways, turns out she was a go-go dancer that worked at the strip club, but wasn't working that night and was just attending. So we got to talking with her outside. Obviously, as I said, Tara had made a comment about what she was wearing and said it was super hot. And she's like, yeah, I work here. And we're like, oh, so like, 
you know, we know the boundaries of, especially at a strip club, it's like, you can take them home, but they got to be off shift, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> I, I wasn't sure that was, that was the rule, but okay. <laughs> no, I didn't know about that. So we picked up the go-go dancer at the strip club. While we were picking her up, uh, my roommate at the time called me and he's like, hey, um, what are you doing? I'm like, we're at the strip club. They're like, all right, me and my other buddy is coming down. So they ended up coming to the strip club and so facto ended up going back to our place. <laughs> and yeah, it, like it wasn't the best case. It scenario. wasn't the best orgy. No, because I had one roommate who was an absolute. And he hated me because I, I was loud. And so we were like naked in the living room. And then he comes down the stairs, like, stomping, and he's like, he's called me a slut. Oh, yeah. He said I needed to get out or he was going to physically remove me. And pointing at me, I'm topless like this. Yeah, it wasn't the best first experience, but it was an experience, let me tell you. Yeah, it was. It opened our doors. I have a fond memories and pictures of it. It wasn't the greatest scenario, but it was a scenario that we can now go look back on and go, that was our first one. And they've progressed from there and they've gotten only better because we've learned as we've gone to make sure we're putting ourselves in the right position. And, you know, you're asking the right questions and you're making sure that everybody's comfortable. And if somebody's not feeling comfortable, it's like, how to kind of segue into just not doing anything or how to not like how to communicate all this stuff. And I think yeah. it's kind of grown for us over this, but I wouldn't take anything back from it. It was a fun experience. Yeah. I don't think I, no regrets. One of my first orgies was at a sex club. So within the lifestyle, people that I knew already uh, mixed with some people I had just met that night. Um, but yeah, you, you, you said something that uh, was interesting, that communication, just kind of knowing the rules beforehand, sort of understanding the idea of consent, you could touch who and all of that. And if obviously you say no or you show that you're uncomfortable, maybe it's just me because I was, I've only been with partners that respected me and respected the the rules or the, even though they were not necessarily spoken out loud but that definitely makes a huge difference when you're able to have that communication without really ruining the moment well and it also creates the environment that you're looking to create right and it, everybody's now like talking about it and it's creating like almost an anticipation of the multiple boobies and vaginas and yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I love my boobies, but um, yeah, like it's kind of, but you're creating this environment where everybody is now on the same page. Yeah, exactly. Not chapter one to chapter 11, you know what I mean? Like we're literally it's close to like maybe six, chapter six and seven. So we're at least close enough that we can make this work. <laughs> When I and and that's true because everyone being on the same page, you know, when you're at, when you're at a sex club, no, you're not assuming everybody is ready and willing to to fuck anybody else, right? But if you're vibing well together and you meet each other, and then you just happen to have other friends there who you've fucked before, and it's been already understood that you're going to make your way upstairs, and it's going to happen anyhow. Um, having that, knowing that in advance kind of feeling already comfortable with the idea that there's going to be some crazy shit going down tonight. And then new people that you meet that you kind of suck into that vibe a little bit. And then knowing, feeling that they're, yeah, they're, they're vibing. They're down. They, they seem to be attracted to, to all the other partners that I'm attracted to and that I've been with that I'm going to be fucking tonight. And 
yeah, this one particular experience was um, really interesting. I think we ended up being like 12 people. It was great. This new couple who had just been, I think it was uh, one of their first times ever in the lifestyle, they really got into it. We, um, the, the, the girl was for sure was like a little bit shyer, but super down. And a couple of my more experienced, uh, girlfriends, they held her down, but in a consensual way and totally strange. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. They restrained her in a consensual way and just pleasured the shit out of her. And while she was kind of distracted, I kind of had my way with, or they had their way with about three or four of the other guys in the group. And so did one of my other girlfriends. And we were just, it was just, I don't even know. It was so many moving parts. I think it was about three hours that we were together. Because not, not that we were really checking the time, but by the time we were done, the club was pretty much closing. And while we were all fucking each other and just playing with each other, there was a massive group of people watching us yeah. and we were having a blast. It was, it wasn't just about the sex. We were also laughing because you, you laughing during sex is great. It's fun. It's playful. Things happen. Uh, you know, uh, funny positions, people making comments who are not even part of the group who are like, Oh wow, that looks like fun or missing stupid things. Uh, it was, it was really fun. I think it was one of the most fun sexual experience experiences I've had. And yeah, in an orgy situation, but they were mostly friends, a couple of random strangers who I just met that night. Um, mm-hmm. And it just worked out. We were just all vibing and on the same page. And anybody who wasn't comfortable doing something, it was very clear, made very clear and said, no, you know, I don't want to do that. Or no, you know, move on to the next person <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was fucking fantastic. That's kind of, yeah, what we experience now, I would say with like, having so many people involved and sometimes there is like a few new people that come in too. And usually they're invited by somebody that you already know. And so you kind of are on the same wavelength. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And yeah, it's so hot. And I think that's interesting because you were talking before about how, now that you're planning orgies, you make sure that people are meshing together. So you already get a feel for the kind of people uh, that you're inviting. Maybe they're what they like sexually, if they're more aggressive, non-aggressive, things that they're into and kind of make sure their personalities are working with each other. So you're not just throwing a random bunch of people together. That yeah. really helps with the vibe. It does hugely. And it helps to get things started too and initiated it's not like you have to make it happen it's kind of just organically con- convolutes what's the word comes together sure culminates culminates yes that's yeah. it organically culminates the words today <laughs> my best advice is yes. root chats yeah root oh chats. i like that yeah even if it's not like an orgy per se that's happening. If there's like a group of us that are going out, we try and make a, a group chat. And Now you can see who's vibing, who's not, yeah. who's working that. And group chats, because we had this one where we used to go to like big events and kind of like raves and parties and like big stage events. And we do them with like this big group of people. You can easily start figuring out who vibes with who and who's meshing. And then you create another group chat with like the eight of the 25 people that are in there and go eight or 10 or 12. And I think it, I think, but a lot of, I think a lot of orgies come from house parties. And I think because house parties are usually invited of like your closer friends 
and some potential newbies mixed in like you had. And I think that that kind of starts developing the, yeah, like, you know, we vibed with them. So usually you're going to get a pretty good feel and a pretty good vibe from the same people that you end up hanging out with. Because we, again, are not in it for just having sex. We'd rather, like, develop a relationship and develop, like, a friendship, like, where the sex becomes a cherry on the top. And if you can develop enough friendships... Now you're going to have an orgy because it's just yeah. all going to happen, right? Because like, they're all friends. And once they become more friends and friends and friends and friends and friends of friends, as we like to always say, um, it just becomes this <laughs> group of people where you no longer have to, like, worry about the ins and outs. It's more about, like, making sure that everybody is receiving pleasure because everybody's friends, right? And where the sex becomes the cherry on top. That is really fucking fantastic and it sounds and yeah it's a that that's the <laughs> that is the kind of the definition of uh of fuck friends essentially <laughs> yeah exactly fuck friends well and that's the thing for us even, even friends with benefits friends with benefits oh, for yeah. us that's how it started yeah. but even then for us it's like you were developing these friendships that like most of our friends like our friends groups and everybody is now in the lifestyle because it's the people that we hang around with that we can actually be ourselves mm-hmm. more and more and we hang around these people and we interact with these people on daily basis, on a, you know, on a weekly basis. These are becoming more our real friends, the friends that we want to hang around with than like high school friends or vanilla friends or muggle friends, all those people that just don't understand. I call them muggles also. It's cool. (laughs) They don't understand our magical world and that's okay. That's awesome. And I I like what you're saying about the group chat. And I want to go into that a little bit more in the next segment, which is going to take a little break. But what you were saying was great um, communicating before and trying to figure out who is a good candidate who might mesh well together. Those are really crucial points to making having a successful orgy. So yeah, so like I said, just gonna take a really quick break. And I invite you to explore your lectuality on my website, LexiSilver.com. For those of you who are just getting to know me, you'll be pleased to find my erotic stories and a variety of kinky sex toys on my site. If you dare to enter my playground, I'll treat you to 15% off anything you desire when you shop with promo code LexiSDC. That's L-E-X-I-S-D-C. And don't be shy. Come get lectual with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. You'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. We'll be right back with Seek, Discover, Create. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. 
are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm joined by Tara and James from the podcast Sex Uninterrupted right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Mm-hmm. Before the break, we were talking all about orgies and getting a little personal about our experiences, talking a little bit about what we've done in the past and maybe just to inspire you a little bit for things that you could do in your own orgy or group sex situation should you have that situation. But one thing that we did talk about that is super important is communication and how it's an essential part of any kind of sex in general, but especially when there are lots of people involved. And what I think was really, really cool that Tara and James was, were talking about, we're having a group chat where you can kind of identify uh, the people who are really meshing together and the kind of people who might be really good uh, to invite to an orgy. So when you do finally... Um, you know, uh, decide to have an orgy. You guys are a couple. I'm, I'm, I swing solo uh, a lot of the time. I have a partner, but we do, you know, we have an agreement. We do our own thing often. And sometimes when I'm in an orgy situation, it is on my own. So having that couple dynamic is a little bit different because you do have to have a conversation first and kind of agree on certain things before you get started. Mm -hmm. So what are those kinds of things that should be discussed at the beginning before you decide to go into an orgy situation? Um, I think it's the same conversation you have before you enter any lifestyle situation. Mm-hmm. I think because we talk, we talk constantly about everything. And every night we go out, we're out with either lifestyle friends or even muggle friends. It's just a quick conversation, a quick check-in, making sure that our rules and boundaries are still where they are because obviously those are an ebb and flow and they change constantly. They have different flows of the people that you're with and the people you surround yourself with. And I think that it's... And how connected we feel. I mean, if we haven't been like that intimate or feeling connected for that whole week before, then it's like, well, maybe we, we duck out early or maybe we, we leave by 1am or something like that. So that we're not feeling like crap and dying the next day. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> we talk about our fantasies, about what we can potentially, we try not to have too many expectations. Again, I, we can't say that you're going to have no expectations because again, mm-hmm. Uh, I read this one thing the other day that was talking about how if you have expect if you don't have any expectations in the lifestyle you're full of shit, and not to say that you can't not have expectations, but it's like you shaved your legs, you shaved your pussy, <laughs> you trimmed up your balls, you spent the sixty dollars, you got a cab, you got a babysitter, you did all this stuff, and you don't expect anything to happen. Well, there's expectation and hoping, right? So, I mean, you could go into the situation being hoping something could happen and being open yes. to receive whatever is coming to you if that should happen. But yeah. expecting that, you know, having an expectation and going into it saying, we're going to fuck tonight and we're going to have sex with like six or more people. It's going to go down like this. Having those rigid kind of ideas before you get into it is definitely uh, setting yourself up for disappointment. 100%. So, I think you're... I, yeah, I hear what you mean about expectations, but within reason, like having, you know. Uh, one of my friends put it to me, it's preparation. It's not expectation. Ah, so that's better. Potential for something potential to Yeah, happen. I like that better. Prepar- yeah. Preparation versus expectation. 
we try not to have any expectations, but we are prepared and have the discussion to talk about anything and everything that we potentially want to have happen mm -hmm. or that may or may not happen. So it's literally talking about every different scenario about who you're feeling comfortable with. And like we said, like we even potentially have orgies where not everybody has to play with every yeah. single person, right? Like mm -hmm. because maybe you're not vibing with those people or not having those mutual, you know, connections that are needed to be had to kind of develop these whole. That's a good way to differentiate what you were saying. You know, you are prepared, but not expecting something to happen. What I think, so you touched on something real quick there. You were saying, having that conversation with Tara about who you might want to uh, fuck or play with and maybe certain people and not others. So, Let's say you get to that situation where you're finally about to have um, sex with this amazing group of people and you've already had that discussion that there are a couple of people within that group that you are not really into. How do you, so you know between two of you that you don't want to engage with those people. How do you communicate that or do you communicate that to the other people who you don't want to play with within the group situation? Just do it. What do you mean? Just say it. I think that a lot of people get fearful of what the other person is going to do, but you can't control how the other person is going to react. Mm -hmm. You have to be honest with what you want and what you don't want. And if you communicate to that couple, I have no problem saying, you know what? We really like you guys, but you know, maybe not tonight is a night where you and Tara or me and her are going to play. Mm -hmm. We're just not feeling it. And Again, There's been times where I haven't done that, and I'll just go to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> like avoiding the conversation yeah. completely. <laughs> like I gotta go pee, and then I come back and don't go back to that person. Oh, I hear you. Well, that's a, that, that like the early yeah. lifestyle. That was early lifestyle, for us, but for now, learning. it's like I think it kind of goes to that whole point of just being open and honest. And if people can't take it, maybe they're not the people that you want to be around. Yeah. Right. Mm, like yeah. again, you want to find people that are open and honest as much as you are to be able to take that information and be able to go, you know what? I appreciate you saying that to me. I really thank you for telling me because that takes the awkwardness of me having to go and ask. And when she tells me no, feeling like I got shot down. Yeah. And I, I think you're right about that, James, because myself also, I do like to be very direct with people. I won't be like, no, I don't want to fuck you because X, Y, and Z, but I'll say, oh, you know, maybe not tonight, or I'm not really feeling the vibe tonight, or I'm not really feeling chemistry uh, or whatever. But one of the things I mentioned too before is you don't have to explain yourself either. You can just say, no, no, thank you. And that's usually enough for some people. And most people will respect that and say, oh, no problem. You know, have a good yeah. time or yeah. whatever. Like most people in the lifestyle that I've encountered are respectful like that. I think it may be a bit different if they don't really have experience with the group situation or with, you know, swinging or playing with uh, multiple people in general. Mm -hmm. But I think direct is the best way. And if they can't take it, then yeah, maybe they're not the right people to be playing with in, in the first place. Yeah, no, I agree too. And I think it's, uh, for me, it's been also empowering finding that voice too. And being able to use it in a way that I'm respecting myself and my desires and my boundaries too. And that's important because as a woman, and I've had this experience too, I have the power in a lot of these situations to say yes or no. And it's my right and my, my, my power to be able to say no, if that's something I don't want, even if it's before or during a situation. But being you're right how empowering it is to be able to say no and say no 
instead of saying, yeah, maybe, or trying to make others, you know, to, to please others or make other people not feel bad. So it's, yeah, it, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying with that. Definitely. Well, in Tara's spiritual slut course, she even talks about it. How about owning your no and not feeling anything after that? Because again, that was your initial reaction. That's how you feel. Yeah. And again, I go back to that whole point. You can't control how somebody's going to take that. If they're going to freak out and they're not going to be able to take it well, let's be and They're like, really? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. really? It's like, well, that's exactly what yeah. I just told you. So you're not. This is why I'm saying no. Yeah. <laughs> <And> Prime example. <laughs> yeah. I think that being direct and being straightforward, I think kind of also diminishes like the, the, the questions that needed to be asked. I think it's mm-hmm. more, it's more fluid in the sense that you know that maybe we're not vibing right now. So it doesn't mean that it's like a no forever, but Mm -hmm. it's a no for right now. That's also a really good point because you might be attracted to someone in general and just maybe not be vibing with them that night, or maybe you don't like their particular, like for, you know, with the the particular way that they, um, maybe they're a bit more aggressive or maybe they're a bit softer, or maybe you've been with them before and you know, they require a little bit more attention hands-on one-to-one than you're willing to give. Um, and this works for any situation, whether it's a group situation or just, you know, a one-on-one, you, you can say no at any time or you could feel a vibe one day and not another, even yeah. in the moment while you're in the setting, you might decide, I'm not really feeling this for some reason. And you're, you're able to say no at that time without giving any explanation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to. No. That's the biggest thing. You should never have to like, justify the reason why you feel a specific way right like and I'm trying to think if I'm, nobody's ever given me like shit for saying no like made me feel bad they've just kind of gotten over it and went along their day almost like avoided me after but and and I, and I go back to the whole point of like um because in our world it's mostly uh, women's driven sort of thing yes women like a lot of my my guy friends even say, women are the the ones who stir the cream. Like they stir the, they stir the drink. Or, <laughs> the straws. The straw that stirs <laughs> whatever. Anyway, that same. We suck up the cream. Is that what you're trying to say? I don't. I don't that know. Could be, no, it was like they're the ones that stir the coffee. They stir the drink. They're the ones that literally are the ones driving most of the stuff that happens. Right. Like most guys are yes guys. Right. Like right. And in in the long run, it goes to a point where. Guys, if you've never heard the word no before, you're like, you're out to lunch. Like we've all heard that word no. And if somebody says no to you, my biggest thing is just have the respect for that individual. They, they had the courage to say no. Because I know a lot of people that don't have that courage because they feel like they've been guilted or shamed or too many times for saying that word. And especially as a guy, for me, I never want to be the guy that's pressuring somebody or having sex with somebody that does not want to have sex with me. Yeah. And so when somebody says no, right? Like, and when somebody says no, down, it's like it's simple. We've all heard the word (laughs) no before. How can you not be okay with it by now? Yeah, but it's because nobody likes rejection and nobody wants to make someone feel bad because they've rejected them. And I would say, especially women have this issue. I'm less willing to reject a woman than a man 
because, and it's happened before. I'm fully bisexual. It's great. I, I, I love women, but sometimes I just don't vibe with them and maybe they're vibing with me, but for some reason we're just not clicking. I actually feel worse about hurting her feelings than if wow. I, you know, say no to a guy. Um, I think I may be more used to saying no to guys than to women anyway. Maybe that's, I just need more practice or something. But No, it's true. I get it. I totally relate to you. I know. It is. It goes back to my exact point. You have said no more to guys than females. Yes. So how can guys, and that's what I'm trying to say, be respectful of the person to say that they have literally worked up the courage enough to say no. Yeah. I think that owning that no and, and not having to explain it is one of the most empowering things. Like you guys said, I think it's. Yeah. And nobody wants to be in a situation where they're doing something because they feel obliged. You're having sex because you want to have a good time. And if you're feeling uncomfortable with anybody, then you're obviously not going to have a good time because it's, you're thinking about it. One of the greatest things about sex and being in a group situation is you're kind of just want to be consumed by the pleasure and the feeling of having all of those bodies and, and feeling and touching and smelling and all the great sensations that come from sex in general. You don't want to be in your head and thinking, Oh, I hope that person does doesn't touch me. No, just avoid the situation completely by saying no from the get-go. And then yeah. it's very clear. You could just let yourself go and relax and enjoy the sexual experience. So true. Yes. And that's where saying it up front is because you know, like you like you said, like you can just let go and yeah. not have to be prepared to say no. <laughs> exactly. And most, and most people in this lifestyle have the respect to understand that that is just something that you just take into account. If somebody says no to you, I, I guarantee you most people will get laid in this lifestyle. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's, and they're used to it. It's not the first time they've heard no anyway. You're not the first person to have rejected them. At some point in their lives, they've been said no to. They've heard it before. <laughs> yeah, I hear you for sure. For sure. You, yeah, it goes to that yeah. whole point of just making sure that everybody's on the same page. And that's what makes it more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then if you tell them that, I think that kind of like has, you don't have to worry about having to say it later because you've already told them once. Exactly. They push those boundaries. Maybe those aren't the people again, like you want to be hanging out. With. So exactly. Like, I think we were actually in an orgy once and one of the girls, she was like, Oh, and she said it to everyone. She's like, I got my period. So we're just going to be doing like soft swap more to, uh, this time. And it worked out fine. Yeah. Everybody was respectful. Yeah. Crossed. And then if she was comfortable enough to say it to one individual that she wanted to play with that night, she went out to that individual and told them that it's okay. Like, it's just being exactly. exactly. So we're just going to take a really quick break from talking about all this amazing pleasure that you can have from group sex. And let's talk about other really fun things you can do with other open-minded people. And one of those things is going to Greece this May. And what I'm specifically talking about is joining over 300 FTC members for an erotic escapade at in Crete in May. And that is going to be amazing. It's going to be five nights of passion and orgies or no orgies. It's going to be a lot of fun in an all-inclusive Grecian playground with daily parties at clothing optional pools, a 24-hour inside and outside playroom, and exclusive STC theme night parties. As you meet sexy, like-minded people in the lifestyle, you'll get pampered by the hotel's five-star service with world-class spa, multiple bars, a rooftop restaurant, and a nightclub to satisfy all your desires. So join us from May 8th to the 13th for our Divine Greek Adventure. Book your rooms now at stc.com. 
Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy, loving, and productive way. Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm joined by Tara and James from the podcast Sex Uninterrupted right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Right before the break, we were getting into the importance of being able to say no in any kind of situation, whether it's in a lifestyle or not, to a partner that you may or may not be comfortable with because you want to have a really good experience and being with a partner that you're not really into is definitely not going to help with that. So the point of sex, any sexual experience, especially orgies, is to make sure that you are having the best time possible. And speaking of, and I'm going to ask you guys this advice, um, how can you, in your opinion, I mean, what are some of the techniques that you use to make sure that you can keep track of all the moving parts of all the people and make sure that everyone's having pleasure, everyone's having a really good time, and that you're having a really good time too? Uh, I, I like the question, is this okay? Mm-hmm. And do you like this? And you can even like say to everyone, do you like this? And then you'll get like the blues <laughs> back. <laughs> I like that. Never tried that before. <laughs> my, advice, my advice is have an orgy monitor. What do you mean? Oh, okay. Somebody who is like, they, they're going to play a little bit, but they're a host. So they're still going to be, you know, making sure that everybody's having a good time. During Tara's orgy on her birthday, I was the orgy coordinator-ish sort of individual. I was making sure, and I, I do this at most events, but I was always making sure that somebody is either talking with somebody else or they're playing with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we do that when we host events and parties and stuff like that. But it's also good to have that person to make sure that everybody is having a good time. And then they're communicating with everybody. They're like helping the flow of everything. And once you become the host of it, it's kind of cool to like relinquish that duty to somebody else and then go in without having to plan anything. And then you get to just feel. Hmm. So you can kind of like take turns like a designated driver kind of thing. Exactly. (laughs) Designated orgy host person. Driver. Driver. (laughs) That is a great idea. I actually don't think I've ever done that before typically because usually this happens very spontaneously in my case. But if I were to plan it, that is a really, really good way to do it. Yeah. That was an interesting time because there was a, two brothers. Two yeah. brothers. Okay. 
Yeah, one was that they like this couple was in the lifestyle, and he had invited his brother out, and then he ended up making it his way back here and having sex with somebody else's wife. And it was the first time I've ever heard. And he even said he's like, I "Bet you never heard this at a swinger party." And he looks over at the other guy. He's like, "Your brother's been really giving it to my wife for a while." <laughs> I was like, that is the greatest thing I've heard in a long time. So what kind of advice would you guys give a a person or a couple who have never, maybe they've never had even a threesome before, but they're interested in experimenting with group sex for the first time. So maybe they've never had those conversations before talking about, you know, boundaries that we talked about for people who are in the lifestyle. You know, you have had these conversations. What's some advice that you can give to, to somebody who's kind of new, a, a newbie or a muggle, if you will? <laughs> I would say start out by talking to the people that maybe you've already played with a few times because you're kind of a little more comfortable with them and just say, so we have like this fantasy of planning an orgy or being part of an orgy. Have you guys ever done this before? Is this something you thought of? And then kind of see where the conversation goes with those people. Maybe somebody's done them before or knows how to organize them or knows um, one that's coming up. Uh, or maybe they're interested in helping you plan this and getting together like, you know, another couple they really like and you can bring in another couple you really like and then, you know, there's six people right there. So I, I just think talking about your fantasies is a really good way of initiating what you want. And it also helps manifest the things that you want. I, that's what I, I just I, said. I know. That lots technically <laughs> what you said. You just did say manifest. And I know you were looking for the word, so I figured I'd just fill it in. But for me, I think, like, especially people that are just looking to get into it, plan, plan, plan. It's just, it, it makes it easier if you start planning for it and you start talking about it. I think it. just talking about it. The dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I like what Tara was saying about the idea of talking to someone who has already experienced it or who might be maybe more knowledgeable about it, especially if you never, you have no idea going into it, what kinds of things to expect, uh, what to even prepare for, uh, how to get these people organized, things that you might not have thought of. Talking to people who have had an orgy before that you know about or (laughs) were willing to tell you about. or even just to be able to talk to somebody who's been in the lifestyle before and maybe knows other people who have planned orgies or have witnessed orgies before. It definitely gives some perspective that you will not have if you have never uh, been in, let's say, a sex club, seen people having, lots of people having sex with each other. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's helpful. I think the talking part is definitely a, a plus. Mm-hmm. Definitely a starting point. Anything else? I think, again, the starting point is I think you just need to plan for it and talk about it. And go to clubs, too. I think clubs is a big way that they're initiated. And, I mean, there's certain nights where they – that's like a theme, right? So Yeah, it's true. What about uh, one thing that I know I get a lot of questions about are, especially, you know, people talk a lot about protection, right? How do you protect yourself sexually and how do you make sure that the partners that you're with are safe, let's say? And I mean, there's no 100%. You can always, there's always a possibility of things happening, but there are things that you can do, safeguards that you can put into place, whether it's two people, three people, five, six, seven, ten people. What would you recommend in order to make sure you are the safest that you can possibly be in an orgy situation with men and women I'll, I'll be clear with men and women definitely like practice safe sex like using condoms is a no-brainer 100 percent 
And again, I, I've talked to numerous people in the lifestyle and it does not hurt to ask to somebody when their last panel was. It yeah. doesn't. It really doesn't. Because again, if you're honest, you really want to know, mine was last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my results today. I think that just having that conversation beforehand, asking people when their last panel was, giving them the option if they want to play with you, if it's been like six, eight months, right? Like we know that not everybody's active every weekend or even every month, but even in saying that, if you've had any partners since your last, like your last panel, it kind of goes to the point. You want to give them the choice to be able to have, like make the choice whether they feel comfortable enough playing with you. And the ground rules should be set up before you even get in there saying that everybody should be wearing condoms. If you switch from one partner to the other, please remove the condom at another one. Yes, like all of that stuff <laughs> needs to start being had. Like you can't, be going around thinking that sticking your dick in one and sticking your dick in another with the same condom is we even smart. like to <laughs> yes have like showers in between yeah partners too oh. we've definitely done that before yeah taking it to the shower have a quick shower yeah. i literally had on my birthday i think i had about five or six showers yeah just hop in get a quick we had, like hotels it's easy to do that yeah mm-hmm. and we had a conversation with a nurse and she said you should be you know cleaning and yourself and showering between every partner and this was like right before my birthday so i literally was like give me one second i'm gonna run to the shower and i ran to the shower quick little rinse make sure i got everything off use some soap make sure it looks all good good to go <laughs> round six round <laughs> So that's practical if you have a shower available, but for, let's say you're in the middle of a sex club, I, uh, the one that I like to frequent the most, we always have like uh, baby wipes um, and yeah. antibacterial baby wipes yeah. that are available. So <clears throat> I know for myself and my partners, what we do to really practice as safe sex as possible is we do use them between partners and we always switch condoms. And also if there's, if there's any anal stimulation or whatever happening with, uh, you know, uh, you, like using a condom, you are it, like, even if it's the same person, it gets switched off. So anal yeah. vaginal always change condoms different yeah. partners change condoms uh, different partners in general uh, always clean everything you can I'll even go to the bathroom sometimes and just like rinse out my mouth with a mouthwash um, yeah. between partners gargle a little bit <laughs> um, and washing hands hand washing is yeah. so important because and you're touching everyone I'll <laughs> even do it with her like, yes. yeah. nine, like, you know, and I get my hands warmed up. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sitting there in yeah. nice warm water and then I come touch her and she's like, your hands are freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's important though. It really is. Yeah. I think just making sure that cleanliness, making sure you're switching out condoms. Uh, we also have a little like sort of in that, in that realm um, is to also, if you as a female, if you're on your period, disclosing that. Mm-hmm. because that stuff does get everywhere. There's more risk for... And there's a higher risk. Yeah. Transmission. Yeah. What about... So, <clears throat> sorry. If the if you're playing with other girls, uh, other girls, if you're playing with other women in general, we talk about condoms. That's great for guys, right? Do you... Have you ever used the female condom? Do you use latex gloves? Do you use saran wrap? How do you protect yourself of through any kind of sex with a woman? I think I that goes, I think, well. I haven't used, like, no. No, well, we also I'll had, be honest. <laughs> we've also had the conversations, when was your last panel? Um, yeah. You know, like, even when we're at a big event, it's like, you know, did you get a panel before you left for this event? And 
can I ask if you've played with anybody else while you're here? It gives you the option and the choice to make your decision based on what you're comfortable with. If you feel that the risk is too high, it's like a risk assessment. If the risk is too high, well, then maybe you're not playing with that individual, right? It's just simple. Right. And we want to inform each other too, because, you know, we all want to have a good time. That's the last thing you want to do is have something like that at the back of your mind when you're playing with someone. So ask the questions first. Don't be shy. It's the same as saying no. It's your right to ask somebody if they've been tested, when they were tested. You don't have to ask them how many partners have you had, where, you know, uh, where, like, or anything like that, but to basically get an idea about how, uh, make your own risk assessment for the person that you're with. Yeah. I think that's... Just like we're in a like we're in a risky lifestyle. Yeah. We are. It's not necessarily that there's no risk in this lifestyle, right? You're having more sex. There is a higher risk. Yeah. And it's just the same thing. Yeah. Sorry. Smart about it. Sorry. It's just yeah. being smart about it and being conscious that, you know, this is a higher risk. We're we know we understand the risk. We just need to make sure that we're not taking any more risk. Right. And I think it's I think it's so important to do because we all just want to have fun. Let's mm-hmm. let's the point of having an orgy is for pleasure, lots of pleasure. Lots of people experiencing lots of different kinds of pleasure from lots of different people, right? So <laughs> we definitely want to make sure that whatever it is that we're doing, we are doing it to the max. So having that conversation, anything that feels uncomfortable first, so you can you can pleasure. let yourself go. Yes. And just enjoy and get out of your head and just enjoy the sensations that are happening all around you and to you. So, so speaking of fun things that you can do with lots of people and you people, um, let's talk a little bit about how people can reach out to you after this. Okay. Uh, well, our website, sexuninterrupted.com has links for everything um, from our from listening to our radio show to Instagram, our Instagram is sex.uninterrupted. Our Twitter is sxuninterrupted. And we also have... Um, a Facebook like page. Yeah. Um, we also have... We, spiritual Slut. Spiritual Slut. My Spiritual is, Slut program, which is for women who are looking to explore a little bit more about their sexuality and help them learn a little bit more about the non-monogamy world as well. And that should be available in the next week or so. I am hoping, fingers crossed, doing the editing right now. Yes, and we also are on the Sexy Lifestyle Network, so you can find our show there. We also are going to be attending um, some big events and doing some interviews with some amazing people along the way. We're doing uh, Fusion in Las Vegas in May. We're heading to Desire in April. And we're also heading back to Nadia, New Orleans. In July. Ooh, very fun. Oh, my God. So hook up with these guys. Get all of their news <laughs> on their site because there's for sure a, a lot of really exciting things coming up. I really want to take a look at this spiritual uh, slut program that you have going on. I think it's really right up my alley. And I think I could maybe recommend a couple of other uh, hoes to be who might be interested. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So thank you guys so much for this amazing talk today. I think we've, you know, really done a lot of good work trying to inform some people about how to have a great time during an orgy. So thank you. Thank you you for having us on the show. It was was so much fun. I think we got to share different perspectives. And I think that's what this whole lifestyle is about is all different perspectives. And what you do is phenomenal. Um, 
we want to, again, thank you so much for having us on your show. We'll have to have you on our show. Yes. Maybe more about orgies or something completely different. I love it. And I like what you said about sharing because one of STC's mottos is the art of sharing. So it's all about sharing. Information, partners, fun, pleasure. It's all about sharing. Nothing wrong with variety. (laughs) Thank you. So everyone, thank you for listening. Tune in on Thursdays at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. EST on the Sexy Lifestyle Network for my next show. Don't forget, you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on SDC Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. 
So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own throes of passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.